This is the Freeology Podcast. We are your hosts, Chuck Swinson. And I'm Jason Lyle. The Freeology Podcast is about encouraging critical thinking that leads to positive change. So come along with us on a journey as we strive to become better versions of ourselves. At that point, well, what's what's the next thing that that's that's holding me back? Yeah, what's my next belief that I believe that's really not true about me, you know, or true about others? And it just starts opening. And, and when you start taking that context that I learned working through anger, the biggest thing that I learned in working through my anger was um, a lot of time is I took it personal, mm-hmm. and I had no business taking it personal. I unpack that a little bit. Yeah, just um, whenever I would call it, oh, I'm getting angry at that but really it was that offended me or Mm -hmm. i didn't like that or what have you and how dare you but instead i would do it all in the thou shalt now or this or or i can't believe that person cut me off in traffic well why don't you just slow down and do the speed limit chuck right you know and and things like that and you know anger is a way of self-justifying what you're doing wrong and and putting it off on what other people aren't doing right and so um and so whenever I took ownership of the fact that it was personal and, and quit taking it personal, but it's just human nature. And we, we all behave in human natures in ways that some people don't like or, but is this at the end of the day, I can only control me. Yeah. You know, um, learning that, uh, also was a big step in the direction of raising kids of it's not personal against me. When my kids decide to do wrong, there was a time that how there you 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 gonna embarrass me? Uh-uh, I don't think so. We're gonna You're control gonna burn that. the Swinton name. <laughs> oh, I've done that already. I didn't realize it. <laughs> um, but in it, um, once again, you, you just realize uh, that a lot of times the problems we have is because we take personal ownership, and there's nothing there to take personal ownership of. We attach. That's right. Yeah. And what the statement you said at dinner: attachment equals suffering. Suffering. Yep. And when you suffer. And you have people that you're in charge of, wife, kids, employees. They suffer. They suffer. Yeah. And then you have a world of suffering. And so, and I think a lot of times, especially for those listening out there that have influence, all of us have influence, some greater than others. And you're choosing to allow bondage to hold you to something. Understand it's not just you suffering. Everybody suffers with you. One of the things I do is I meet with people and help them kind of on a spiritual path. And, um, and one of the exercises I have them do is, um, they list out powers greater than themselves. And usually of course that's mom, dad, sometimes it'd be an aunt, uncle, maybe an older brother. Um, and they list those people out. Mm -hmm. And then beside that name, they list out very specific things that happened. Um, and then they come out beside that and they, they write out what they learned. Right. So, um, for instance, let's say if somebody said, well, my dad's an authority figure. And there was this one time when I was a kid, he, he spanked me so hard, um, that I cried and and I turned black and blue and it really wasn't anything I did. Um, and I learned that you don't question authority. And then maybe another dad under there might be, you know, dad always had to have things his way. He manipulated, blah, 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 whatever. So I'll take them through that process, and then I may say, so what is dad, or what was dad? And they'll write down, you know, mean or a bully or manipulative. 
we'll go through all those and then I'll ask them, I'll say, are you those things? Yeah. And dude, I'm telling you nine times out of 10, that causes tears yeah. and they're going, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll always say, but you don't have to be right. You don't yeah. have to be, it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. That's right. and, and that's, that's what you're talking about. That exactly. Uh, my dad was all the things I didn't want to be, all the things that drove me not to be him, uh, got all bubbled up into my anger because he was an angry person. Um, and that's where it all was. It came out differently because mm-hmm. I didn't want it to come out, but it was still there. You just kind of become a mirror, don't you? Yep. And you don't even realize, don't it. realize and, it. And then you're mad because you're a mirror. <laughs> you're, well, you're mad, but you're embarrassed yeah. because you said all along, that's not who I want to be. Yeah. That's not who I want to be. But at the end of the day, and that is such a true statement that you said tonight that you can't get away from it. It's mm-hmm. the truth. You are what your environment around you is. Mm-hmm. Now, from there, once you identify that, because it, it's going to manifest itself in different ways, but you're still that product. So the question is, is what are you going to do walking forward with it? And there is nobody on the face of this planet that can change that for you except for you. Right. That's it. Yep. And that's what you did. Yep. Talk a little We're bit. Working about on. That. Well, yeah, still working <laughs> on. So, but for so freeology, right? Yeah. So the study of freedom is, yep. is really what that means. Yeah. Uh, talk about life beyond that. Talk about your past year and the journey and the practices and where yeah. you're at now. What that's done to your anger. Um, this past year, yeah, uh, since we started this journey together, yeah, since we started, yeah, which uh, part of that was taking that trip out to Colorado. I've talked about in other podcasts where I realized I want to be free. Mm-hmm. You know the first, the the motorcycle the trip, motorcycle that, that that myself and some friends took out there. I realized I wanted to be free. That um that this world was much bigger than the little how I keep it captive, and I just want to experience. I want to experience the freedom of the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You know, of the very essence. I think that draws us. If you truly allow yourself to leave the city, got to you're just drawn to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and. and that's where I came back and we started talking about it and realizing, you know, that this was coming to an intersect. And, and we talked about it in your podcast mm-hmm. about um, I was ready to, to take that journey. I just didn't know it was going to be with you. Yeah, I literally thought it was not going to be with you yeah. and we were going to be good with that. Um, or at least, I mean, I was resound to the fact this is what I wanted and I, and I was going to chase it. But and a year later, we were in Colorado together. And we were. Yeah. Go but, ahead, but here you were. You were chasing it, and we realized we were both chasing the same thing, both having to work through different things. Um, for me, it was still how to rest in the okay when you don't feel it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I, I that is a struggle for me because I'm such a control person. I unpack that a little bit. So um, a lot of, for me, just uh, everybody knows it at work. Uh, I come in, and used to the red. The screens would be in red, and uh, what does that mean? That means we're slow. That means <laughs> we are falling apart. And if it's all red all the way across, you're just like. And I would want to blow up. I just ah! the Hulk in me was coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, so one of the things I did was I changed it to blue. I'm going to change it to blue. Mm. Blue is a more common color. It's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. And uh, anybody who knows me, uh, nine times out of ten, if you just say, what, do you, what color do you think Chuck's going to wear today? <laughs> if you'll guess blue, somewhere I have something blue on, you will be almost right in line with it where I am. But it's just my nature. And um, and so it's just things like that, acknowledging the fact that, you know, my need to control 
the outcomes of everything. Just it wasn't going to, or I was going to die of a heart attack. Yeah. You know, and when I went out there on my way back, I just remember going, I'm, I'm done doing this. I'm done not being an operator, but I'm just done controlling this. And it was almost like um, taking, uh, I went away from the microphone there, but driving back, it was almost like I wanted to leave that guy back there yeah, and come back this whole brand new guy. But you know, that's not the way it works, but at least the mentality was there mm-hmm. that as I'm driving back, I'm going, I got to start letting this stuff go. Or it's going to kill me. Literally, it was going to kill me. And um, because I was just always so worked up. And then I started coming in and versus why this, why, hey, what can I do to help? Yeah. Hey, what's what's going on? And I still had to work on it. But over time, even my team members and my leadership was like, you've changed. You know, you're a lot more mellow. And especially from the time whenever Jocelyn worked for me back in Forest Park and now she's my uh, partner uh, in business at the store, she worked for me way back then. And she goes, you're definitely different, but part of that is just letting go and just understanding that for the most part, give humanity, give people the benefit of the doubt that they want to, that they want to work hard and do their best, mm-hmm. you know? And even when they don't, is it a bad day? You know, it's something because for the most part, people don't come in going, I am going to really, Work <laughs> not hard. I'm going to sit down. I want to. I'm going to sandbag this thing. Yeah, that usually isn't the case. But yeah. yet, that's how we react sometimes. Yeah. Versus the okay. So what's the problem? What can I do to help? I remember you coming home from that trip, and we started having a conversation. And I almost remember you saying, "I'm fixing to take a year and really work on myself." Oh, yeah, you're right. I yeah. did. And uh, and you did. Yeah, I did. I took uh, twenty. 22 mm-hmm. to work on self. Mm-hmm. And I remember I actually did things for my executive team to allow them to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to conferences, uh, got a personal trainer for everybody to, to work physically and then nutrition. Um, we also did, uh, I also was, I gave them unlimited time of vacation, uh, being that, you know, as long as the store was taken care of and, but it was just, Hey, if you need it, take it. Yeah. You know, and, um, and let's let's get healthy, you know. Let's let's work on that and not be so bound to to the business in the sense that it's unhealthy, mm-hmm. but it but bound to it because it's something that we're called to, not that we have to. Talk about the practices: the yoga, the meditation, and the cold water. Yeah, I remember. Uh, which trip was it to Uganda? Is the one right before? Was you doing? You know, was you doing yoga right before COVID in twenty twenty? I think you're thinking about we went with Luke in January of 2022. Nope, maybe not. I don't remember now. My COVID has totally yeah warped my time frame. Um, but you and I went to Uganda. We went to Uganda and we're doing the meditation together. Maybe it's the second time we went when Luke didn't go. I think so. Yeah. I think the first time we didn't really. I think you did, but the second time you encouraged me to come out there with you. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm really not doing yoga meditation. Mm-hmm. You might no. It was there, either there or it might've been a camp trip. Either way, um, I just remember you saying, we're doing yoga stretching and then it's like we're meditating, you know, we're doing meditation. We're just sitting there for 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And I remember uh, my brain thinks numbers all the time. And so I'm trying to guess when 20 minutes is about to be up (laughs) versus meditating. But, um, but slowly over time, I started noticing, uh, when I don't do it, I can notice. And when I do it, I can notice, you know, and I started realizing going, now, this is actually kind of a, a need to 
to help me work through life. And, um, and I would change it up. Uh, I even started doing what was called power yoga, mm-hmm. but man, that just ramped me up too much. And, yeah. I, and I need slow. I need it. Uh, and, and as Travis Elliott calls it, slow flow, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a meditation and a time to really absorb and to take in what's going on and, and to let it go, mm-hmm. to take that time to, oh, this, I can't control it. It's not for me. Oh, this, oh, no, can't take that on. And then to do the cold baths, you know, my leadership team for Christmas got me an ice maker and a, and a bathtub to put outdoors so I can do my cold baths. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even this morning, even when I got in there, the first time I got in it, I was like, ah, but I was like, no, let's just go for it. You know? And I just went all the way in, went all the way under and it just, it just opens up your mind to go, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Even whenever part of your physical self is saying, whoa, your mental self says, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that just causes once again, that mindset to go, even when everything around me is, is going out of control, I can still control my thoughts, my mind and my actions. And that's what happens in cold water. Everything my body says is it's too cold. Just jump out. Yeah. You, you did this yesterday, but my mind says, no. In fact, not only that emerge even more, mm. in fact, go all the way under. Just get it all in, you know, and that's that whole process. And the thing that you learn, uh, even after I got out like today, for example, it's not the fact, um, I know it does stuff medically and all that. There's all the kind of research, but what it did for me for the next four or five hours was I still had a little bit of a chill, Mm -hmm. but that what that chill reminds you of is this, the world does not dictate the outcomes of my actions. As far as if someone does something wrong to me or if the world is going to chaos all around me, I'm still going, I can still decide for myself how I'm going to react to this. That's right. You know, and that's what that does. That's that practice brings about that whole identity going. When you feel that little cold shiver, it kind of gives you a little, little smile going, I got this. Responsible. I, that's right. Cause I, I get to control my decision. Mm-hmm. No one else gets to, I get to. What was the first time you got in the cold? I can't remember. It was with you uh, up in the mountains. Oh, on that trip. Yep. Yeah, don't you remember? I didn't know those guys. I just yeah, showed up. Yeah, it yeah. was with uh, Mike and J- Josh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, with the, with those two guys <laughs> up there that uh, I didn't get to kick you guys off, but I came on the tail end. Yeah, that's right. And we went down there. You were surprised because I'm, I'm a very private person. And uh-huh. I just went down, getting out of my skibbies, yeah. and <laughs> jumped in the water. <laughs> and you loved it. I did. I remember you loving it. You're yeah. like, man, the sky is bluer. I feel better. That's right. That was yeah. the first time I experienced all that, like paying attention, going like, this is really happening. Yeah. This is awesome. And then we got in the water in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, you know, but we got in that water in Colorado, and it was shocked. I, I think I lasted all but maybe 25, 30 seconds. <laughs> and, um, but then I just took this trip recently out to Washington with my son, and we hiked the uh, Pacific Crest Trail, and our cabin was out on um, a river, snowmelt, snowmelt coming in off the mountains and everything, and um, and it was cold. And it was literally, especially the second day, about as cold as it was in Colorado, and yeah. I had to fight that. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I got out, I, I got into my knees, 
and I was by myself. Sam didn't want to do it with me because I didn't blame him in one sense because it was cold. <laughs> and, I, and I literally walked out, and I says, no, I did it yesterday. I'm good. Once again, I'm, I'm fighting in my mind. And I'm literally walking away, and I already got my clothes back on. Uh, I said clothes, like a shirt and stuff. And I just, but then I'm walking and I'm going, why did I let this defeat me? It doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing about that. Check, you, you know how to breathe. It's not going to overwhelm you. Just go get in it. Just get back in it. And so, and I, and I did. I turned around, started reshredding the shirt and everything. And I didn't, and when I did it that time, once again, it was that I got this, I can over, and I just get right in. Mm-hmm. You know, but once again, um, for those people listening, when you free your mind and and you're walking through life through a, a, a freeology thought process like that, you don't always make the right choices. You don't, and it's not always just easy. If it's if it's just easy, then you probably not really freed yourself from anything, right? And so it is truly a struggle, you know. And that I promise you, you get some ice cold water. There's some struggles that go on. Maybe some people it doesn't. Like the Iceman guy, he probably has no struggles with it in life anymore. <laughs> but for someone still like me, there's still some struggles that go on with that. And that was a struggle that day. But I went back, and, and I got all the way in. I just cannonballed down into that little deep area, not realizing how quick the river was, quickly realizing <laughs> I need to grab hold of some rocks and uh, and anchor myself. But um, But at the same time, then that release again of, see, I do have control over my decisions and my choices and my actions. Mm-hmm. And, and whenever it's time uh, to flight, you need to flight. But at that time, it's time to fight, you know. And now the flight would be if it was sub-zero temperatures and think you're going to stay out there for 20 minutes. That ain't going to work. You're going to freeze to death. Right. you got to figure out when to leave. But that wasn't. That wasn't that time. That was just a time of just overcoming the fact that um, I was belly aching. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and kind of whining a little bit going, it rained last night. Why did it have to rain? You know, it's colder water because it melted more snow and I was just belly aching. Yeah. There's not a single morning that I go to get in my ice bath that I don't have a check in my soul for just a second. Yeah. But I just don't think about it. If I ever stop and think about it, I probably wouldn't do it. But yeah. I just go get in. Yeah. And, and it, what it does is it just creates this ability, as you said, over and over that it doesn't always make me make the right decision, but I catch myself faster when I'm making the wrong decision because I've learned how to be comfortable with discomfort. Right. Right. And that's, that's part of it. It's not like go jump in cold water and you make right decisions. That does not work that way. The whole thing with the cold water and helping you walk through a freeing thought, it just gives you the empowerment that you can do it. That's it. That's it. That cold water doesn't do anything more than that for me. But what it does is empowers my thought that I can work through obstacles in the moment, at the moment, and make the right choice. And it's no different in life. So when you walk in the store and the whole screen is blue, you can go, it's okay. It's okay. Blue means cold water. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, and, and we'll get ready to close this out. And I know, no, uh, I don't know how, how long we've been going. 41 minutes. 41 minutes. Oh, we got to at least have an hour of chat. <laughs> so, but, uh, no, I, I've come across uh, a truth here uh, in Job, uh, a book uh, written, not sure by who, but somebody wrote it. It's the oldest book in the Bible. It is, mm-hmm. supposedly. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't there, so I, I'm not sure when it was pinned. Um, it's based on the oldest time period of the Bible. We'll mm-hmm. put it that way. But mm-hmm. uh, um, but in Job 1, uh, he closes out with, 
Naked I came into my mother's womb, came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. And when I think about that, truly that is our life. You know, we really, at the end of the day, um, we come in naked, and when we leave, we're going to leave naked. Now, you might be in a suit in one sense, but you're going to go. Re- you're going to return to the earth, and um, and in that, and in that process, in between there, is the the concept there is is not to hold on to it so tight because you you come in that way and you're going to leave that way, and the choices is everything in between is what are you doing with it? What's the what's the integrity? What's the in wake of of what you're leaving behind everybody's having to deal with, hmm. you know? And, um, because when you leave, you take none of this with you. So what you leave in return is, is how you lived your life. That's your legacy. It don't have to be a good legacy. A lot of times people hear the word legacy and they think good. Sometimes it's not, it's not, yeah. but guess that is all a matter of choice. We don't have some choices, but we always have the choice of how we react mm-hmm. to the choices yeah. of others. Yeah. We take responsibility. That's right. Yeah. Chuck, appreciate you, man. Yep. You too. I, I learned some things on here. I didn't know. That's <laughs> what you said at the end of mine too. Like, That's I right. Learned some new stuff tonight. That's right. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, it's, we want the audience. I think your heart's the same as mine to know why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, we've gotten a few messages lately about, you know, appreciation for what we're doing. And I uh, got an email here not too long ago I shared with you about folks just saying, hey, we're, we're struggling with our faith, too, over here. We just yeah. appreciate you guys um, doing what you do. We're not trying to be controversial, are we? Or we never sit down and go, boy, that's ought to just piss some people off right, right here. Like, yeah. we don't we don't do that. No. You know, we just we're just questioning things. And because at the, end, at the end of the day. If what you believe makes you the better person yeah, for humanity, yeah. man, go for it. That's yeah. that's what that's about, you know. And um, and we're getting ready to change our intro. And I think by the time this airs, our intro could be different. But our old intro, uh, we we would say is, "Why stay stuck? Move forward." And man, if I can only just re just resound that thought of, I wish I would have had that thought well before my mid thirties, whenever I had to confront anger and I didn't realize how much bondage that had on me, Mm -hmm. but when confronted how freeing that became and what that did, um, man, my challenge to those that are listening is just, uh, what can you free from your, from where you're stuck? Because man, once you become unstuck, the, it's kind of like people talk about the library. It's just an, an open world of journey. Uh, an unstuck mind is just wide open to learn and to take on a whole new world. Yeah, I, I think to piggyback off that before we go is is what whatever you believe determines the way that you act. And if you don't like the way that you're acting, you need to look at what you believe. And that's kind of what we've done here. We've said, you know, that the outcome of our lives was less than what we wanted it to be. So we just need to rethink some things. And that's all we're trying to do. Well, Chuck, appreciate you. You too. Folks, see you (laughs) next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 